Hey, hey, what's up, Smoking Okies? It's uh, me, Brandon, joined as always with... Hey, how's it going? I'm Evan. <laughs> and uh, I'm, we're, I'm, I'm coming coming in hot today. I'm, I'm a little blitzed already. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I've had several revelations this morning, like uh, people that you've met in your past, they exist on social media. Yes. <laughs> oh, hey, this, is a, this is a good test to see if he listens to the podcast now. Shout out to James Cox. Let's see oh, yeah. if that goes anywhere. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, so I, I messed around with my mic placement, so that wouldn't happen as much. And then I smack my mic right in the beginning <laughs> of the show. So I have access to my desk now, but there's a hazard on my left. You kind of sounded like a crab battle snake there. That was a really <laughs> weird channeling of him for a minute. Oh, well, I guess I've seen that video a lot. So, so man, uh, usually we come in come in hot with uh, what we're smoking. Uh, I don't even know if you're smoking. Are you smoking something this morning, Evan? What are you smoking on? Not smoking yet, but I've got a good old long one to, to give to you all. And I'll, I'll save the big details for like an episode or a full segment on it. But the long and short is we finally harvested one of our four plants, our sour garlic cookies. And uh, me being an impatient bastard, I went ahead and wet trimmed it and cooked it wet and uh, made a shitload of incredibly potent smoking okies, good ass gummies. And I am gonked on those right now. <laughs> so uh, how's that work with uh, edibles? Is, is is that how you do it? You just take it fresh and go for that like that or because... Well, you don't freeze it or anything, or you don't need to cure. Or... It's like every other area of weed. There's so much bro science and you don't know which information is right. Cause four mm-hmm. people you trust tell you four different things. Yeah. Uh, but our guy, uh, Joshua or Josh at B elevated, the guy with the Yoko caps told me to just decarb it a little longer and just very slightly hotter. And oh, yeah. it, it seemed to work wonderfully. Like the weed was really wet when it went in. And I noticed all on the inside of the jar, there was condensation where the water came up out of it. But the, uh-huh. the, the bud that came out was just standard decarb bud. There's a shitload of it. We put like four ounces in. Yeah, man. Fucking uh, and talking to that guy because we met him in person finally. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. As far as like all that chemical shit and everything that has to do with uh, anything cannabis related that. Oh, man, that guy's like an encyclopedia. He really is. <laughs> yeah. he, seriously. One thing that got me like we can go into a little divergence here. I like to do that weird thing. You've called me on it before where I say, like, I'll be there in seven minutes. And I try to be very precise with that because I'm an over planner. Uh-huh. So he gave me some advice along those lines. He was like, I would put that at like 242 for 38 minutes or something like that. And I was like, yes, this man knows his shit. <laughs> he was precise enough, just nonchalantly to where you're like, okay, yeah. Taking your um, advice. Um, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, yeah, it's cool that it's it's proven to be true because he sounded like he knew his shit. And I guess you're following his advice and getting pretty good results. So oh, yeah. Killer edibles. Yeah. Can't wait to give you some. But I would lo- also like to point out that it's really easy to sound like you know your shit when you're talking to me. Because if you just do it fast <laughs> enough and with enough confidence, I'm probably going to buy it. That's why I can't go to sales by myself. I need someone with me or I come back with a goddamn expensive car. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, an act of God's saved you from that impulse well yeah sort of (laughs) more on that later but i have no wheels so uh yeah your your run um you got your sour yeah we will probably get more into a full episode on this because this is one of four plants you got your big Mm -hmm. harvest coming up soon yeah possibly today or tomorrow and as much as you've been as you've been geeking out on one plant i'm sure we're gonna have an episode's worth 
once, yeah, uh, once the rest come up. <laughs> I am so geeked on like, and I'm just being frank about it here. The, the, the plant that came down was a bag seed and the, the buds that came up, they look pretty midi and it still worked out really well. So I'm pumped uh-huh. to see what these beautiful buds out in the garage end up doing. Yeah. I've heard you talking about, you say it's looking better and they look stronger just overall. And you said these were some, were these ethos seeds? Yeah, Ethos Memberberry, RBX3, I believe. Yeah, so we're going from a bag seed to, you know, tested genetics. I can't wait to see what happens because I've never grown a bag seed. No, it'll be cool. It'll be cool. But what are you smoking on, man? Oh, my God, dude. I, uh, it's that GDP. Cured mm-hmm. Cannabis Company. They finally, finally put out their uh, GDP flower out to the dispos. I got some from Ancient Remedies and man... It is just as good as I remember it was in that blunt. What was that, like a month or two ago? Yeah, that was like a month and a half ago. Yeah, yeah, they had the the pre-rolled uh, uh, cured cones, which was cured cannabis, is a pre-rolled blunt GDP, and it was so good, but you couldn't get your hands on the flower, and it's here. And it does not disappoint. <laughs> oh, man. I bought a quarter of this um, the other day, and I'm nearly out of it already. Because, mm-hmm. and it's not that it's wow. weak or anything. It, it's mm-hmm. just as good as you would think it should be. Mm-hmm. It's just, I can't stop puffing on the stuff, man. It's, it's tasty. <laughs> and if, oh, I just, as we all know, as you listeners that have been with us for a while, you know, GDP is top of my good shit list. Yep. So, man, this is good. This is good. Cured cannabis, you knocked it out of the park. I will be tagging you on this shit because uh, you mm-hmm. need to hear this. You know, one thing I would like to do one time, maybe after we get a little more uh, credibility and it's legal in the state for people to give us free stuff. <clears throat> I would like to try one of those really good ounces, not just some home grow, like one of those really good top tier grow ounces and make that into some gummies. Uh, mm-hmm. like, like a top tier from a distant, like from a like, grower sort of place? Like from, a, like from a cured or yeah, somebody that we know. And are you, are you talking lead. about, are you talking about being donated some? to uh, make make an edible run i mean i'm just saying that's you know two or three ounces or one or two ounces to put in a in a gummy run is pretty expensive if you're buying retail that's all that's all (laughs) well i don't know the laws on that but uh if it's legal for them (laughs) then uh well, I, I don't really do edible, so more power to you, but I'll probably sneak over and take my uh, co-host tax for uh, smoking. <laughs> As well, you should. And, you know, if it is legal for them to give me weed, then it's also legal for me to give them gummies back. So there's another little cough, cough. Well, I know with dispensaries and stuff, and I, I don't know how the law is, like, because I'm not a processor, nor am I a grower commercially or anything. But I was in a dispensary uh, this last week, a puffy dispensary over, down here on the south side of the city. I don't know what their actual address is, but it's see. right. It's on 235 South. It's uh, on a 2713 South I-35 Service Road. Yeah, I went in there. It's pretty cool. I, I don't know how new they are, but I've never noticed it. They were carrying just us eats, which... Uh, we'll get to Ooh. later. We're talking to those ladies. Uh, or we talked to Nia. Um, yeah. Justice wasn't available that day, which sorry for the fuck up on the name, by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, they carried their goods. So I went over there and it was a cool little dispensary, man. It, it's one of the small ones you pop in, but everything's like they efficiently used their space. Uh, the displays were cool and everything. But I happened to be in there when a grower was trying to uh, sell their products oh, to the dispensary. They were It was the meet and greet with the grower. Like the grower had two bags, two big bags, I think probably about a pound of each in there and like we're giving them samples. So there's something in the law that allows them to sample right so i wonder if we can you know or if I mean? we have to be a commercial I mean, I, 
which I don't think we have to be because we don't do anything. We're patients. We have our license. That's we're covered legally. I mean, you would think patient to patient, but I, I would hate to think I'm breaking the laws by sharing a gummy with another patient, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, we don't, we don't make any profits off of uh, the sale or no. use of cannabis. So we're That's not fair. a commercial cannabis business, you know, no. we're uh, cannabis adjacent. Mm-hmm. We're just uh, patients that like to talk about it on the internet. So, and, and indeed I have recently been accused of liking to hear myself talk. So uh, we definitely, <laughs> well, I mean, I think we both like that. <laughs> Well, that's what I said to the guy. Like, yeah, I've got a fucking podcast, man. Of yeah. course, I like to hear myself talk. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> that's why I got headphones and this uh, microphone. So I can do that active monitoring. <laughs> hey, yeah, the monitor is not even for podcast quality. I'm just sitting here with half a chub listening to myself and my pants are rising. And it's, this is getting creepy. Never Only mind. half, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is fucking creepy, man. Jesus. Chat. Talking about your wiener. God. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I'm smoking on GDP, but also shout out to Puffy uh, Dispensary because I didn't buy any flour because I was only in there for Just Us Eats. They had some. I got a couple of the cake pops. Oh, man, those are so good. You know, on that note, do you do we have time for me to do a little shout out based Go on for Just Us Eats? Um, I went to and now I'm, of course, struggling to find the place. What we do, maps. man, that's what we do. We want to let people know where to fuck to go where you can get some good shit, right? Well, if you are looking for Just Us Eats, um, one place that I know has a few of them here in Lawton, because I know we do have some Lawton listeners, is uh, Bud Hut MD, which I'm assuming a lot of Lawton listeners will have been to. It's a great place. But there's another place. Bloom's Dispensary here in Lawton has a lot of their lineup and is worth visiting. Uh, they've got like everything from like the drink mixes and suckers and shit all the way down to like your cheesecakes and shit that Blake and I freak out about. Not an ad or anything, just a cool place worth seeing. Oh, yeah, man. This, but seriously, those cheesecakes. Yep. Oh, yes. Full disclosure, I've never received any of their product for free, and I will no. still go on and on about it like this. So, as much yeah. as I enjoy their cakes, man, I've been getting into those suckers. I've popped over and bought a couple of those since the day of the interview. Yeah, I had a sucker. It didn't really like I, I, I like it and everything. It, I don't know if it did much to me because I ate a cake pop before I had it. Uh, so, I've never had a sucker on its own, but I don't know. I guess it's probably a mental thing where I'm like, I can't. Like, I don't think the candies do much for me or something, you know, mm-hmm. but then again, I thought the same thing about desserts and I thought they were all novelties. And then I stumbled upon this cheesecake one day. <laughs> yeah. Made the acquaintance of Nia and Justice and the rest of the team. And it was history after that. Mm. Yeah. I mean, they have been some kick-ass edibles that are, uh, that have been, wow, consistent. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> consistent for me. And that is rare when it comes to edibles for me. Yeah. A review of something of theirs up, actually. Hey, this would be a good time because we're getting ready to go into the interview to transition to the, you know, like and subscribe thing. Oh, yeah. Hey, like and subscribe, please. (laughs) You know, I I, I totally like practiced this in my head and got it right and then fucked up introducing it. But uh, we got a few things for you. One, our blog at smokinokiespod.com slash blog has information. Uh, One of the biggest things on there and most popular is the three-part gummy making process. You can follow. It's how I make mine. We've also got an Instagram that Blake is kicking fucking ass on. It's uh, just smokinokiespod on Instagram. And we've got a Facebook that we use occasionally to put up images and stuff. We're working at that. And Blake also, I have finally saved the name for our subreddit. So we're one step closer to that. Oh. Oh, we have a subreddit or we're getting one? We're getting one. I need to get your Reddit oh. name so I can invite you. 
Oh shit. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> well, I, so th- this both speaks to the quality of the cannabis I'm smoking here. <laughs> and uh I guess I forgot we were doing that because now I'm excited again. <laughs> yeah, man. I thought it'd be a good time for our listeners to come in and share photos of their grows and shit and just have conversation that you know other marijuana related subletits in Oklahoma might not allow. Oh, totally, totally. So uh yeah, I'll get my uh I don't remember what my uh, my Reddit is, my Reddit <laughs> handle. I think it's Lord Cheddard. That sounds but, right. Yeah, because I thought it was so funny. I changed <laughs> I, I changed my Xbox handle to Lord Cheddard too, because uh, this was when Game of Thrones was super. You know, this is like in season three or something. So everyone's stroking at it. I don't know if I was drunk or what, but <laughs> there was just cheddar cheese, and I made the stupid joke about Lord Cheddard. He's the uh, <laughs> the warden of Wisconsin with his fucking greatsword named Sharp. Uh, I thought I was so clever. So if he's from Wisconsin, <laughs> then instead of being like a man of a a man of you know what am I looking for? Like constitution and uh, honor. Honor is the word I'm looking for. Being a dishonorable person, I forget that word a lot. <laughs> he would instead like because he's from Wisconsin, like be super nice to you to your face and then talk shit about you behind your back. Is it that like? Wisconsin nice I well I don't I didn't know there was a stereotype like that I know it was just I was basing it all off of cheese that's fair so you know <laughs> which is the best of all the Wisconsin stereotypes uh that's why he landed in Wisconsin it was all based off of sharp cheddar come on man his name's Lord Cheddard well you always hear that you, you hear about they even say it about Indiana there's like Wisconsin nice and Minnesota nice and Indiana nice and I thought oh, maybe I, it was that oh dude I found out that in St. Louis Hoosier is a derogative term oh of course it is they love us because they ain't us hate us because they ain't us fuck uh no it's like like really scummy you know <laughs> like dirtbag people or hoosiers or something. i guess they hate us in parts of st louis <laughs> well you know it's a as a hoosier boy who once drove through missouri and stopped at a gas station at three at night to see about 40 different fucking tweakers missouri can keep hating us not to get too <laughs> negative okay well i like six flags in the arches Six Flags is cool. The archers are cool. And I know some very cool people in St. Louis. Yeah, I know some people in St. Louis too. And he was he was from there and I met him in Indiana. He never told me about this whole uh, derogative thing. So either it died off because he's younger than the person that told me. She was of an older generation. So it might not be a thing anymore. What if in some alternate like universe or maybe in this reality, there's a dude who moved from Kentucky to like California and he's talking shit about Hoosiers right now. And it's just a whole thing. <laughs> and they're starting it in like here in like five years or so, like they're going to cancel our podcast because we're Hoosiers. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> just our whole other counterpart. My counterpart would be like, he would have no beard, but a very long hair style oh. and so on. <laughs> I, I, that was a good idea that I fucked up with poor delivery listeners. I'm sorry. Well, I only caught on to it, right? As you lost it. So <laughs> I probably fucked it up. I, I oh, just, well. I, so I'll take a hit to that. It's cool, though, now that I moved to Oklahoma, I get a hate on people from Texas and Missouri like I did people from Kentucky when I was in Indiana because I know they hate me now. It's very uh, fun. I don't know, man. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just playing. This is only good fun. <laughs> well, obviously, if not, we'd have to like fight everyone like you'd step outside your house because you live close to Texas, man. <laughs> yeah, I see. I, I see a lot of Texas plates here in Lawton, and that's one area where maybe I'm not joking. Yeah. <laughs> We're not exactly hiding ourselves on the internet either, you know? <laughs> no, you know, yeah, I, I had a, I had an up close brush with that this very week. I love you, Texas and Missouri. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you almost fight someone from Texas um, and Missouri? They showed up in your yard and like, I heard you talking shit because I hit you not, man. Last week, this guy knocks on my door. He's like, listen, I'm from Florida, motherfucker. <laughs> 
damn it. I forgot about Florida. <laughs> I'm getting too many state rivalries, man. Okay. I'm just going to keep it to Florida. Yeah. He said something about boof in my butthole. And I don't know. I just <laughs> I shut the, shut the door. And I was like, man, we got our first crazy. All right. And we're then making you went it. outside and all the <laughs> copper was missing from the front of your home. <laughs> Well, my car's gone. That's all I can say. <laughs> okay. yeah, was it wasn't it wasn't stolen. It's an insurance right. claim. Freaking that that storm in Norman took my pretty nice car from me. So now I'm on the look for another one. Big last man. At least you got weed to get you through. Yeah, but pretty soon I won't have wheels to go get it. Luckily, there's a dispensary on every corner. And I can just walk to one probably. Beautiful. I guess I'll save all that money in that car payment and buy weed with it and and just, you know, smoke away my tears. I am saving so much fucking money with this homegirl, dude. You weren't kidding, by the way. Goddamn. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Like, that's what I was saying. Uh, once I move, perpetual grow. It's incredible. I love it. Because then you'll have, you have like so much and then uh, it frees up your money to where you can go buy like, you know, you can go get the the celebratory sort of weed because you're only buying it once, a, you know, like once in a while. Like you're like, oh, let me go pick up an eighth here or there. Something you said just reminded me. I believe one of my purchases today is going to be a fucking Canagar mold. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, um, let's see. Do you, did you set a timer? What kind of record time we're running at? Oh, I have no idea what we're running okay. at. And no, I didn't. I, I, mean, thought, I, I, I thought this thing would, but I don't see a timer on it. I wish they would put a timer on these things. Just like, I don't, recording. I don't mind to run a long app at all, but just if that was a concern. The right listener, on. the <laughs> listeners who decides... See, I was, I don't know, because it depends on if they're into interviews or if they're into the banter shit. I think that's where, yeah, you're going to get both and we're going to find out, I guess, uh, which one they like better. Maybe. I don't know. We'll move to check those stats. Yeah. We kind of, we kind of have a small sample though. So that's why we need you to tell your friends about us. If you like us, hey, have them listen, man. Just at least one episode. Let them know your favorite episode and just send that one to them. They can find out the rest of shit later. Okay. (laughs) It's super cool because people actually are having like favorite episodes now. Like that comment I kind of shared with you where that guy was talking about an episode way back that he was just listening to and liked. Like it's very gratifying. So get all like emotional and thank you on the air. That's the way to do it. Yeah. It's amazing, man. Like I had a friend reach out to me too, said he was, I mean, granted there was a bit of advice because I've known him for years, but you know, we haven't talked in years first off and the show is what brought it back and now i'm talking to my friend again and he's like yeah man i look forward to the show every week and uh i mean i do this for fun and Mm. that makes it worth it like hearing stuff like this like growing the audience that's what we're here for we want it to be like a hangout i'm looking to make friends with people you know oh yeah especially the people who can give us free shit yeah i'm i'm moving more towards a medium and all you know in, like even if they shrink a medium that's, so yeah <laughs> you totally lost me for a second there but i do get it and i i definitely need a large <laughs> i've got i'm kind of built like uh i've been described as a bowling ball on toothpicks and <laughs> I need a shirt that can uh, kind of cover down dress like over my my large uh, obese upper body and cover my stick like legs. It should look like on a regular sized person. It should look like a night dress. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Well, you know, my grandpa's kind of built like that. And uh, the, w- the way he dresses these days are just button up plaid shirts and slacks. So maybe you're the- turning into a preacher. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, oh, man, I could be a weed evangelist. That'd be great. Oh. There is the can of church you could join. Those are cool people, but I don't know if they want me preaching for them. (laughs) (laughs) 
Did you hear that draw in my voice, dude? Holy shit, this gummy's hitting me hard. Oh, yeah. yeah. You want to talk about this interview for a minute? Yeah, uh, go ahead and uh, do a little lead in because I yeah. I can't I can't be uh, I can't be trusted to get names right. So not <laughs> even mean, when it's on the screen in front of me. <laughs> I don't beat yourself up. We were both nervous and you did good. Uh, we we mm-hmm. we were very fortunate and lucky to talk to uh, Nia from Just Us Eats. She is one part of a three generation cannabis production kitchen that they have. They're producing, as you've heard me and Blake talk about before some really good stuff and talking to Nia the the, the first thing that we really noticed is or at least I noticed I don't want to speak for you Blake is this woman knows the cannabis industry not just in Oklahoma but nationwide and like she is a resource to talk to like anything that I I asked offhand being a huge cannabis nerd she was able to come back with like legislation and what they're doing in this state and so on so like for the the cannabis policy wonks especially or the people who are interested in the edible production side it's a really good interview and I'm, I'm hoping that you all enjoy it yeah man uh, we're really punching up with this one too thank yeah. you for giving us the time uh, you know some time out of your day for that it really means a lot and I know no, I really, once you listen, I just kind of gush on the taste because uh, Evan's the edible nerd, you know, right. and uh, but yeah, she knew the industry inside and out and they're making big moves. Uh, I don't know. It was, just, it was it was very educational for me. I was just kind of sitting there mind blown. But also I had taken a few of their products right before the interview. <laughs> so I think, uh, yeah, you know, she, I was just she, trying to hold it together, really. <laughs> she handled our effusive praise very well too. Like I know even whenever people talk to me about the podcast, I'm like, okay, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Can we talk about something else? And she dealt uh-huh. with us going, oh, I would eat 10 pounds of it a day. I would bathe in it if I could. And she was like, oh, thank you. She was very gracious. Yeah. I think it shows that there's actually, they put a lot of care into their product yes. and it really shows. Absolutely. And if you haven't tried one, try it. Oh yeah. Cause I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm basically giving you the spoiler for my part of the interview, but uh, there's a lot of other information in there, but they don't fucking taste like edibles, man. They just taste like desserts, Ooh, but they're active and efficient. That's what I, I love about the suckers. Personally, you get, they taste good. They taste good. And then when you get down to the core, it does taste weedy. And you're like, okay, now I'm getting high. I chewed the sucker up. I never ah. make it to the <laughs> hard candy. Never. I, I always end up chewing it up. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Justice Eats? I'm the owl. Yeah, I'm the fucking owl. One, two, three. Crunch. It takes three. <laughs> For various reasons, I can't do that, but more power to you. Okay, here's a little, uh, just because an owl came up. Um, do you know that their faces are shaped like radar dishes? No, but that's cool as shit, so they can hear better? Yeah. Wow. That's why they their heads are weird, man. It's basically they're shaped like a radar dish to amplify the sound. So basically what you're saying is maybe we should give owls the places of respect that we almost gave dolphins last time. <laughs> well, yeah, owls are pretty damn cool. But I mean, I don't want to talk about dolphins again. No. I'm still a little disappointed with them fuckers. You know, really, if we're they should know better. It. They, they really should, man, especially if they're an advanced civilization and that's the one thing they didn't get rid of. Like, come on, guys. Let's not go into that again. But um, yeah, no. Okay, fair. Yeah, so uh, now I can't, owls are pretty, pretty cool, though. Owls are cool <laughs> as a creature of the air. Now, if we're talking creatures of the sea, there's also, I think, the, the, the highly, highly underrated cuttlefish. I guess creatures of the air all get high. That one off the rip, it was like, you know, I just wanted to make the giraffe joke, but all, all birds of flight get pretty damn high. 
they do. <laughs> I wonder if cuttlefish have like a, a fish that they use to get inebriated. I don't know. I'm going to look that up now. I'm going to be, what's his name, Jamie? I'm going to pull that roll. I wonder what life is like down there in the ocean where like you have to create your own light. Like bioluminescence is the only light. I, I, bet. I bet it's goddamn boring, you know, because like at night when the only light that's coming through is like, you know, through the windows or whatever right. from the street lights, I bump into things and I get angry. So it seems like a pretty shitty way to live. <laughs> Well, the, you know, the, the thing with that is too, you've probably never been in a situation where you're watching out that window for like your only source of food in a couple of days. So you might mm -hmm. be a little more invested then. But sometimes I am looking for snacks. So it's kind of the same. <laughs> so I cannot find evidence that cuttlefish get high, but uh -huh. um, they do pass to some degree the marshmallow test that a lot of human children fail. I don't know what the marshmallow test is. The long and short is um, there's a test that they do with kids sometimes where they say, hey, I'll give you one marshmallow now. But if you wait like a half a day or whatever, I'll give you five marshmallows is the basic idea of it. Oh, so they can think a bit. They're yeah, smart. The, the cuttlefish can somehow be brought to understand that if they wait, they get more mushrooms or mushrooms. I'm sorry, marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said they didn't get high, but yeah. So, okay. So it can think it has critical thinking skills. If I can communicate with a cuttlefish at some point in the future and say, can you, you know, do you want to get high? Like I'll feed him some weed then. They just look like a child's drawing of an old man, like a slimy old man to me. They're, they're creepy, like <laughs> looking, but then if you see them in action, they've got like photoreceptors in their skin are so good and strong or whatever effective that they can, it almost looks like TV test patterns at times. It's crazy. That is crazy. Old Mother Nature. This is a good-ass OTR episode. We ended up in a weird place today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are we? Yeah. Here we are. We are with uh, Justice Spriggs with Just Us Eats. We uh, wanted to bring them onto the show because this is a wonderful, wonderful company, man. They have yes. wonderful products. Uh, I can't even tell they're activated. You know, they, they just <laughs> taste like delicious treats. And um, they're doing a lot in the community. They're growing in this industry and spreading um, patient-driven products uh, to multiple states. So here we are with Justice. How are you doing today? Oh, so this is actually me. Uh, oh, shit. Mom. I am so sorry. I'm sorry, Nia. <laughs> oh, man. No, that's okay. I don't so know. Justice is actually... We're uh, really busy today. Wednesday and Thursday is our big day, and uh, oh. she's getting her ass kicked a little bit today. So she, <laughs> oh my goodness! On I, today, I'm so embarrassed because I have my notes in front of me, and it was the name of the company. And well, I I ate one of your cake pops before. My <laughs> so uh, I apologize. Your name's right there on the screen, man. Um, okay. So that's embarrassing. Here we are. We're with Nia. And yeah. how are you doing today? <laughs> I am doing good. I am doing good. We've uh super busy. Just yeah. left, uh just left running around, working on some deals, going to the lab, just a lot going on. So yes. Yeah, hustling, hustling. Uh I I understand you're growing into new markets in uh like you're becoming multi-state operation sort of thing. Is that correct? Yes, yeah, so there, there's several opportunities that are on the table. We actually had a meeting in New York City this past weekend with a group from Boston. Wow. And then, um, yeah, that, that's going to be big if it comes through. So there's oh. people that need a little help. And so we're going to work with them maybe and getting them started, getting them going for what they need to do. 
Uh, so that's a pretty big deal that's got going. And then uh, I actually was on a call with uh, some people from Michigan today who okay. are wanting to me to white label some CDs to eight stuff. So we have a, a just sweet side, just us is all uninfused items or items that you can be sold over the counter. Say, and they have CBD, PM oil, Delta eight, that kind of thing. So we have that going on. And then, of course, we're waiting on Mississippi. Uh, I'm not sure uh, if you know a little bit about the Mississippi thing, but it actually went and like blew up, not just right. cannabis, but you know, the crazy thing about it is they literally blew up the whole system. Mm-hmm. So that's, um, it's still, we're looking at the end of 2021, beginning of 2022. It's still going to happen. It just may be a little different. That, that uh, Missouri thing was, oh, excuse me. That Missouri thing was absolutely crazy. That it was something along the lines of it. It sounds like you probably got this better than media, but the, the, the state Supreme court basically accepted an argument that said that it was some real weird technicality that they, they pulled out so, one, one town. Yeah. So the thing about it is no. So what actually happened in Mississippi is that the, the legislature they voted and voted at a 75% rate. They got a, a ton of signatures. They got everything they needed based upon the Secretary of State. Well, there is a caveat in doing the 2010 census up to the 2020 census. They lost, no, actually at the 2010 census, they actually lost uh, people moved away from Mississippi. So they lost our district. And how the ballot measure is set up is they say you have to get signatures from each district. So, and we went down from six districts to five districts. The Secretary of State signed off on every decision that has been signed that has been placed on ballot in Texas since 2010. We through the that everything was good. Well, cannabis come along and they decide that they're going to challenge that in that the actual law that is on the book in Jackson says you there are still six districts. But since the, the Secretary of State said it was five districts, now and it needed to be done and they never changed went back to the legislature to actually pass a law that said that they threw out the whole cannabis law and if the crazy oh, wow. thing about it the reason why we're like they not just throughout the whole law every ballot measure that has passed in 2010 has now been thrown out too so that's the reason why even though the secretary of state is not pro-cannabis he actually supported the initiative 65 uh, in the beginning because in their lawsuit and things because every what they didn't really fully understand or didn't really care about it, every ballot measure. So their precious ID uh, rule that they just passed and stuff like that, all of that is null and void. You couldn't, they can't because the Supreme wow. Court said that the, the plan that the Secretary of State came down with in 2010 was not passed the legislature, so therefore it's invalid. Oh, wow, wow. So they did they, they just blow it all up. <laughs> they, just blew up, they just blew up the whole operation, like the whole thing. So and it's still so the, the legislature in Mississippi has uh, an alternative plan, which was very similar to the plan that they put forward in the, uh, the major differences. I think the licenses are going to be 15,000 instead of 2,500 or some mm-hmm. like that. And then they were uh, doing some other things that were just slightly different. But for the most part, it was going to be basically the same deal. They passed it in the House in Mississippi, but it never passed the Senate. Or they passed it in Mississippi, it never passed out. So they're asking Governor Tate to bring come into, uh, they have a new, a new initiative. It's been all over the news and everything. It's, we are the 74%. But 
because 74% of people voted for cannabis. And so they, they've been on the news. They're actually asking the governor to come into special session so he can either pass a fix to the ballot measure rule or they'll go ahead and let the senator or the house, whichever one needs to vote on it, bring it up so it can actually be voted on. Wow. Wow. So if that so then if that were to go through and everything were to go through in Mississippi, then it sounds like you would have another a state that you would be branching into. Yeah, we're gonna it's gonna happen. So even yeah, though right. they in the win. worst case scenario, they come back the worst case scenario is they come back in session in January twenty twenty two and then it can pass. So it may be the spring of next year before it comes out instead of the fall of this year when it's supposed to come out. Right now, if they don't go into special session, then it'll pass in the spring. But one of the two, one of the two uh, options are going to be because the legislature have already said that they were not going to go that far against the will of the people. They actually just kind of leaned into it, which, you know, some states are still fighting tooth and nail like Missouri and or Arkansas uh, in that the legislature just leaned into it and passed. A very similar bill, increase the tax revenue on it, and they actually are going to do something really unique in that they're going to allow patients from out of state to get temporary licenses, and their temporary license is going to last nine days. That's cool. So that's going to be, I mean, they kind of came very, like, they're going to try to really become a player, a major player in cannabis with the law, even the rules mm-hmm. that, the, that the state put out. I mean, it was pretty, it was pretty legit. Uh, would, I, would, oh, go ahead, Blake. Sorry, I don't mean to cut in. I was just going to say, I asked that up front because it's a little weird to start with, hey, you're going to other states, even though it's the <laughs> Oklahoma podcast. Yeah. Uh, it was, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, it was more because I just think it's amazing that a company from Oklahoma and our little state here is now growing and, and somewhat influencing other right. states. And uh, because yeah. uh, because on this podcast we believe that uh, Oklahoma as the industry it's more like, it's like the free market cannabis yeah. industry uh, we've got we're we're cream of the crop here, and that allows yeah for... and I actually I was recently excuse me for cutting you off but I was recently no, go on Cannabis okay. Talk One One which is an LA show and that's one of the things that I've been hammering not only to you know people in LA I actually was talking to somebody in New York today that. You're going to see innovation if these come out of Oklahoma. We might be the Wild Wild West now, which just what everybody calls us. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> that it might be a little bit of the Wild Wild West-ish. But you're going to see innovation and things like that come out of Oklahoma. That's going to be, we're going to become a forefront in cannabis. You mark my words. Because we're already doing things in Oklahoma because of the amount of licenses. Yes, there's too many licenses. Yes, you know, people are losing out. Yes, I do right. feel sorry for them. But it gives the market gives it uh, the ability to choose who goes up, who goes down. Yes. And if you can come to the market with something very good, I don't care what product you have in California, in Oregon, you're not bringing it to the market unless you have significant money, you know, in the millions. And oh, so yeah. we're in Oklahoma, we're not doing that. And you're going to see a lot of innovations. I'm seeing things here that we haven't seen in California. As a matter of fact, Blue, when he saw the list of my edibles and he actually tasted it, he was like, these are effing amazing. He was <laughs> oh. like, what the hell is Magic. I'm like, yes. we're doing some shit. And, yeah. and so I, I promise you, you they, they laugh at us now, 
But you're going to see some things that come out of Oklahoma that's going to be freaking. And when uh, the other thing that I told Lou and I told everybody is that guess what we don't have in Oklahoma? We don't have illegal dispensaries and things like that. Right, so that's right. we actually accomplished what California could not accomplish in that people buy the majority of cannabis in the state of Oklahoma is being purchased either from licensed growers, licensed, um, and even if somebody's by some chance bought it and sold it to somebody else. It still is tested. It's still coming from dispensaries. We can still track it. We right. can still trace it. That's yes. why we don't have people dying with vape pens in Oklahoma. Yeah, we have the good regulations. We have the uh, the OMMA call, doing recalls to all patient registry and things like that, getting those types of products off of the street if it does happen or out of the dispensaries. Yeah, this we talk a lot on this podcast about how Oklahoma is kind of a walled garden when it comes yep. to the cannabis industry. And they kind uh, of back into it. Yeah. They're, we're doing a lot of things right. And uh, I wish other states would follow, but it does, it's, it's open enough and it's a free market enough to where anyone uh, who can, you know, the, the commercial license is, is attainable for most people. I think it's, right. and, uh, and with the no cap, it, it, it lends to the market to where anyone, if you've got a good product and, and you've got the work ethic, you can get it out there and you can make a business here. I mean, it's just like with, yeah, with go ahead. I would go say ahead. it's just like, it's okay. So uh, just like with y'all's brand, um, you know, I first found out about it from uh, ancient remedies up in Edmond. And since then I've been looking for a place down here in Lawton to get it. And I was overjoyed today to find a place that had, you know, pretty much, he said it was your whole lineup, whether it was your whole lineup or not. He had a lot of your stuff. And it's just because, you know, y'all made it down here and I knew about you because you did a good job. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, kind of the point I'm making. We we just, I mean, I know that you know, we we the way cannabis. I mean, in California, they still have a significant amount of illegal dispensaries. Right. I mean, and a significant amount of illegal growth. What we're finding out the whole is we have licensed growth who are doing illegal things, but it's yeah. not the other way around. We don't have illegal growth. Do you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So. We are doing what we set out to do in that we are controlling the market. We are dominating the market. We are pushing, you know, cartel on all the people who are bringing trucks of cannabis and things like that to where mm-hmm. it's just not a need for it anymore. And that's what we are supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be making cannabis safer, not right. making yes. cannabis more scarce. And, uh, and we are doing that in Oklahoma. And you know what? On the business thing, like I love those ladies at Ancient Remedy. They have a very nice business plan. Are yes. they making ten thousand dollars a day? Maybe not. But you know what I told my <laughs> husband? Well, well, you know, listen to what I'm saying though. Me and my husband talked about it, and we were like, he was like, "How are these people making it? Like, this is crazy. Some people might be making only a thousand or twelve hundred dollars a day." And I said, "If you were at your store and you were maybe one other person, and you made you might turn two or three hundred dollars a profit a day or something like that, two hundred dollars a week I said, are there many jobs that you could have made $1,200 a week at? I right. And I was like, it's right. just going out there. So the market should and you be work where yourself. if a lady wants to come there and make her $1,000 a day, she should be allowed to, and that should be her business plan. If that's what she wants to do, and she can pay her rent, she is not right. selling stuff out of the back door or anything like that, they should be allowed to do it. Yes. Exactly. I agree 100%. And I do believe that it that's possible here way more than a lot of other states certainly 
And uh, it's possible. And uh, we see it every day. I mean, because it is, uh, we see dispensaries and businesses rise and fall all over the place because there are a lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah. well, and, we're not actually telling the regular, it's more failing restaurants than there is anything. So if they want to oh, rescue yeah. people, they need to go. If they want to write legislation to protect people from losing it all, then maybe they should start a restaurant because there's not really many failing dispensaries. So maybe they can start there. It seems like that's a little more uh, a straightforward way to do it. It almost seems like those laws that are there to, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. You're right. <laughs> Did you see that article last The logic of what they're seeing, it just doesn't make any sense. It's totally flawed. And, you know, we're, you know, it's Oklahoma in a sense. And and we are holding OMA's feet to the fire on a lot of things. You know, a guy from, um, what's the name, the the tracking thing, the the metric, a guy from metric. like We have metrics everywhere. It's going to make it here. Don't worry about that. I guess I'm like, you don't have metrics in Oklahoma. You know, we're pushing back a little bit. You know, we are the 54% here in Oklahoma who wanted cannabis. Right. And, mm-hmm. and we vote and we want people to understand that we expect to be represented as well. Yeah. Here on the uh, podcast, we've shared a bit of our stories as far as uh, cannabis in our lives. And we use it recreationally, obviously, because it is a lot of fun, but we also (laughs) use it medically uh, every day. It's helped us in our lives and improve our quality of life. And uh, we're here trying to normalize that for more people because we we believe as a a medicine, it it can help a lot of people. And uh, we would like to know... Um, how did you, how did Just Us Eat start? How, how well, did you, where did the idea come from to get into the uh, medical cannabis industry? Craziest, craziest, craziest thing. So uh, Justice recently graduated from college and she's like, mom, I don't know how to tell dad, but I know how to cook weed. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and she, I'm like what? Because at the time, mind you, I'm a school teacher. You know, I'm like, what do you mean? She was like, well, in college, you know, we cook weed and I'm really good at it. And I'm like, <laughs> what? So what, do you, you, what? And she's like, well, I know that, you know, weed is coming to Oklahoma and I really want to start, you know, a dispensary or a processing or something. I'm actually pretty good at it. And of course, I was like, have you lost your damn mind? Like, I did not see you in college. Like what the hell? You are going to grad school, and I haven't heard any more about this. And so uh, one day, literally, I came home, and the house smelled like (laughs) fire, like the fires, like cannabis that you could find. And all the houses up, and I'm like, what the hell happened? So apparently, Justice got the permission of her dad. To, that they're going to make some cannabis edibles and they were going to do it early in the morning. I'm going to me. Uh, early in the morning, so therefore the smell will be gone by the time we got back tonight from our son's face. Uh, the smell was not gone. Um, <laughs> no. I went house, like, wanted to kill everybody. Uh, and so, you know, we, after she, you know, kept working on me, kept working on me. We went to California and we tried some of the stuff out there. And I was like, this stuff is horrible. Like, who is yes. this? And my daughter was like, 
that's the reason why <laughs> we used to so good. So before I became a teacher, I worked on Wall Street and I've done like, I've worked at managed risk assessment, worked for some very big banks and things like that. Left Bank. all of that, thought the last thing I ever was going to do for the rest of my life would be being a teacher. And uh, this came along, so I came back, put on my corporate hat a little bit, and so now I am helping Justin with just the feeds and, uh, and, you know, our grow and our other stuff. So That is a really cool story. Yeah, and you said um, you're a vertically integrated company as well, right? You, uh, you cook with your own product. Is that right? Yes. So oh, we do have a grow, and, and right. in Mississippi, we're going to actually have a grow. And in Mississippi, we're going to actually do something very cool on our processes, on our processing side of that. We're going to start like a little incubator to where people can submit products that they want to make. Maybe they don't right. have, you know, fifty or hundred thousand dollars to get a kitchen license and things. They're going to submit products to us. If we pick the products, they're going to be able to pay a low fee of like maybe like a thousand or two thousand dollars a month to come in and start their own cannabis brand. Oh and that is depending cool. on yeah and depending on we're gonna take to certain people and things like that and depending on what they're gonna produce, you know, we could either do like a sticky piece of split. We're gonna do some kind of split on it and or they could just try to sell it themselves and keep all the money or whatever. So um depending cool. on how much help they actually need with it. So that we're launching in in Mississippi. We are also, um, and so that's going to be pretty cool. But we, we're doing a bunch of stuff when we're going, you know, Oklahoma's kind of, I mean, I will say it is kind of saturated. So I've been very right. reluctant to take on other opportunities here, uh, even though opportunities have been presented to us. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we have our own little thing. It's going pretty well. So I'm, we're just, you know, we're just going to wait to see what comes up, you know, around the country. Right on. That's cool. A question to kind of go back to you having your own grow and stuff. Um, I've noticed, I I suspect that's probably what makes your products hit so well. Um, Every time I've had one from like a cheesecake to a sucker to anything you all produce, it seems to like hit harder than the milligram count and it lasts so long. And I think that, you know, not, not to tell you your own job and what you're good at, but maybe that's what separates you all from the guys that just kind of use the bargain bin distillate and so on. Cause not only does your stuff taste good, it hits just right. And that's kind of an unparalleled thing around here. Well, so yes, you are 100% right. We only process with some of the best cannabis, you know, right. the best that we can find. That's the only thing that we want to really do. Uh, it, it costs a little bit more, but just in the end, you know, when people pick up a product or they just have certain expectations and we want to meet those expectations every single time. So, the, you know, we were very limited in what we will process with. And then we also, um, we're very limited with who we'll process with. So right. we, we're we not just picking up any dislet. Oh, somebody got dislet over there. It's this much a gram. Like, no. Mm-hmm. So we're just, that's how we separate ourselves apart. We're not looking, you know, to make a quick buck in that sense. Right on. It shows, man. I, I hate to just kind of keep going on and on about how much we enjoy your stuff, but we both really do enjoy your stuff. <laughs> Yeah, and we that's the kind of emotions and the feelings that we want people. We do not believe that in order to get your medicine, you know, it has to be horrible. And I know that people feel like, oh, they're stoners, they'll be anything, you know, that kind of thing. I, I don't subscribe to that business model. 
that's a flawed business model. At some point, you know, companies who are are going in on that business model, just beware, because there's going to be people coming mm. in from markets who's going to shoot that deer right through the moon, right to the moon. If I can uh, go back to the taste of the flavor again, because I'm still blown <laughs> away here. And I, like I said, I had a cake pop. Oh, man, that thing is delicious. They're so good that it, they're dangerous because I want to eat a bunch of them. Yeah, Blake, but, uh, Blake's bad about wanting to eat a bunch of whatever we get on. So I'm, it's very funny to me to yeah. hear you describing it this way, Blake. Yeah, and it's so good. <laughs> Edibles hardly ever do anything to me. But yet here I was calling you by the wrong name for a whole minute when right. it's on the screen in front of me. And uh, <laughs> But... <laughs> Uh, and I almost lost track of where I was going, but um, <laughs> I wanted to know what, what is, uh, what is one of your, what's your favorite product that you all make? I don't know. You know, we make so many, but you probably have never eaten my really favorite product. And it's our candy, the pounds. They no, are so no. good. Can I tell you good? I mean, you can add them to a salad. You can add them to just about anything. Literally, you can just eat them. Uh, we make them in a normally make them in a hundred milligram bag, so you can literally eat a handful and really enjoy them. And they are freaking amazing, like next level. Ooh, I'm gonna have to try those next time. Um, at Ancient Remedies, because that's usually where I buy your products <laughs> yeah. from. Uh, I did find a place some. closer down here. That's where I picked up the suckers today, because. Like I can't go into the interview without a product, you know. Right, right, yeah. And man, man. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's some new. We have a new, but I think Bud Hut and Lawton, and then we have a new guy in Lawton. And hold on, they're on Cash Road. Hold on. Uh-huh. Ooh. I Was it out really? Them a shout I do remember. I should look and I'm going to see, I went from a, I got, I know Bud Hut has them. And then I'm looking up the other place that I got from today because they had a big full run of it. It was a uh, buzzed leaf on Ferris. Yeah, buzzed leaf on what? On a Ferris, right off cash. Okay, that I think that might be him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that was it. Was cool to see you all yeah. there. So uh, going back to the flavor again, man, I, I can't I can't get off the flavor. They're just too good. But um, in the in the story, you were talking about uh, your daughter took you to California to try uh, other edibles and stuff, and you said they were disgusting, right? Uh, how many how many edibles of hers did it take before you were sold on the idea? Uh, <laughs> you know, edibles is one of those things that you need to like just uh, go into. So I was eating right. them, and you know, because if you keep, you pick up edibles the first day and think like, oh yeah, I'm good, that's uh-huh. not my right <laughs> uh-huh. and so. Uh, when I tasted the gummy bears and things and stuff that we used to make, some of the things we used to make, I mean, they were just so good. And then she was right in that we have certain family recipes and things like that. And we started adding cannabis to those. And okay. you like you can hear no flavor. So mom, uh, we have family members that come in and they make our cinnamon rolls. Mm. I mean, it's just next level type stuff. And it's uh, you've got a perfect loop to uh, keep the business going because 
your product causes people to have the munchies and right. these things are so delicious. Uh, you gotta <laughs> do the best job of getting you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, that may be the one edible product I've had it with. Like usually, and I say this on the podcast, like I'm, I'm in it, like I want something that I can eat quickly and get medicated and eat something else. But like Blake said, it's kind of a trap with these because they do taste so good. I had that, uh, not your grandma's cheesecake like a week ago. And I was sitting there pretty yeah. meditated thinking, man, I want to eat the other half of that, but I can't because it's going to get me more high. And it was, it was, it was, a, it was a good situation to be in a good situation you know, <laughs> so we um we the we actually when we started out we started out with like 10 products and then you know we just started making like more products more products my daughter will actually kill me because she uh oh you know where else that's what see i'm sitting there looking bloom's dispensary i think and might be in blooms and i and you got y'all got me thinking about blooms. this block <laughs> <laughs> well blake's an okay if it matters i'm the only one stuck down here in the 580 and 580 isn't crazy when we were coming up 580 there wasn't even hardly no 580 <laughs> like it was only one there's so many people there's so much stuff involved it's huge and uh you know we we only moved here about eight months ago i actually moved here from indiana for the weed and um Lawton was an interesting choice in cities. We're looking forward to moving to OKC in about six months. <laughs> oh, okay. So go check them out and, um, and you know, tell them we see them because there's a bunch of good stuff there. Will do, man. It's, it's a cool city. Don't get me wrong. It's just um, we, we lived in a house without internet for six months and I'm still a little bitter about it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, this is Oklahoma, you know, That's fair, they, uh, you know, they're not too big of a rush or anything to do what they need to do. So uh, <laughs> no, it, made, it made it a little hard to do a podcast. Now, why did you, you live in a house without internet? Well, you know, I, I didn't know it didn't have internet. I just assumed it would because we were in the city, but it turns out we were in like a dead spot and it was a whole thing, man. It was a mess. But fortunately, we got somebody here that can help us now and we're off satellite and it's all good. <laughs> We, we moved here side and scene. I would say that's probably one of our biggest pitfalls we had as a podcast. Yeah, was, that was uh, a the internet problem, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which makes me wonder: Are there any uh, any pitfalls that you came along and in as a growing business here in the industry? Because um, our industry is somewhat new, so you've grown with it. So were there were there yeah. any uh, pitfalls you ran into, or any advice for any up and comers? Oh, so many pitfalls. I mean, <laughs> when they came out in the beginning with the, you know, get, let you get a process, let you get this, let you get that. And then all of a sudden came back with all these, because, you know, the 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 law that we wrote was so detailed that the state really, in their defense, they really don't have a lot of um, power. Right. So, you know, the, they started pushing it down to the city and the counties and things. And I mean, the city and the county gave me hell Oh my God, you have no idea. Like, oh, I, bet. Oh. I mean, you have no idea. It took us a whole year. We literally just got a building approved today after a year. Wow. A year. Wow. Yeah. And, and part of it, and we've been paying on it, you know, all kind of stuff for a whole year and literally just got it approved today. So, today. It, wow. It, it, well, congrats. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. <laughs> 
Yeah, like, no, it's been crazy, like, bananas. Before you can even go through the process with OMA, with any of that, you have to go through with the city and the county. And there, I should have, hey, the one, the one thing that should have told me is I know somebody who is very wealthy and came to cannabis, opened up a business here in Oklahoma City. When his license became due, he moved to another county. <laughs> so if a rich person could make it, then I should have known I was going to be able to make it. When I tell you the mayor's office, the city council's office, everybody helped us get open. So mm-hmm. every um, every single body, Nikki Nice, Debbie Fellows, the mayor's office, uh, really helped us a lot to get open. And I'm not saying they helped us like gave us a leg up, but it yeah. helped us in navigating that space because one person wasn't talking to the other person and things uh-huh. like that. And then nobody's listening because they're getting a million phone calls a day and they're super frustrating now because they've taken on at the city in their defense, they've taken on a whole bunch of more work without right. not about a whole bunch of pay. And mm-hmm. then there wasn't a whole bunch of money from the entities programs. So it wasn't like they hired like a whole new staff to manage it. They did. Right. They just pushed it down on people who are already there. And they're struggling. They're struggling. They're mm-hmm. getting like triple the amount, double, triple. And guess what? They have to do it every single year. So it's not like they license you and then they, you don't see them for two or three years without regular health inspections and stuff yet. But no, you go through the process again every single calendar year on your license. And it's bananas. Yeah, they're, it sounds like they're adding more to an already over full workload. It's always so interesting to yeah. Sorry, Blake. It's interesting to hear stuff like that, too, because, you know, you, you want to think of cannabis as a kind of a cash cow for the state and a way for teachers to get paid and stuff, too. But then whenever it comes time for it to kind of trickle down to these cities and counties or whatever, look, you're right. Maybe maybe they're not seeing the money of it so much, but they're seeing a lot more work now. Well, and guess what? There are cities and counties who are actively and that's what I try to tell the people in Oklahoma City. There are cities and counties who are actively just give me seven thousand dollars. And you can build your cannabis business. <laughs> Which, trust me, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City's fees are much lower, but the amount of regulations and things that they put on it, I would have just paid the seven thousand dollars. <laughs> you know I mean? I ain't gonna lie. You know what I'm saying? I would have just paid it because I've been the open shit a year ago. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the shit, the shit that they put you through. The other thing is that I keep telling people in the city that you all open you all the whole process is opening itself up to unfair regulations because uh, because some of the things that they're asking for and things no other city or county or municipality, including Tulsa, is asking for. So you're sitting here telling me that everybody else has it wrong but you? Are you that smart, really? No, you're not. So you understand because they're putting unfair conditions and things like that to where we can't really compete equally because it takes a whole year and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to get your building open when you could have just opened it up in one city or county over and been open for $5,000. Yeah. So wow. you would say maybe, if, especially if you're going to get into the processing or kind of the non-dispensary side, maybe really strongly consider where you're going to do business within the state. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. 
look at that because you think, oh yeah, I need to do this, I need to do that. As a matter of fact, somebody came to me and was like, well, about 60 days to get your license. I was like, have you done da 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 da? He was like, no. I was like, you're about six months at this, wow. not 60 days. <laughs> because if you haven't done this, this, and this, the process is just onerous. It's just so big to where most people probably will just quit. Right. I just happened to be a crazy old school teacher. <laughs> and was like, <laughs> With well, it the, sounds uh, like your persistence paying off, though. Sorry, Blake. With those, uh, you said you had some Wall Street and whatnot uh, experience, right? You had that business acumen coming instinct. in. You know how to hustle. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and I actually read because right. you yeah. know I actually read. I read the rules. Read what it actually says because people are very good for telling you what they think it says. Uh-huh. But what it actually says, um, then you know, if you hold people to that. That's why I like to do things a lot of writing and things. I learned about that working in big business because if it wasn't written down, it didn't happen and, or memorialized in some form or fashion. So that's what I do. You know, I, I right. try to send stuff through emails as much as possible. You yes. know, things, know what the rules actually say, not what they tell you to say, what it actually says. And I mean, because I'm telling you, somebody in the city was so mad at me. I mean, he was furious. <laughs> but the only thing I asked him is, can you show that in writing? Right. That's not, I mean, if you're telling me you play A, B, and C, you should be able to say, oh, yeah, this is where it says it. Right. That they could. Well, and that's not something to get mad at when you get asked for it either. That's, that's, I'm sorry that y'all have to deal with that. That's crazy. Yeah. It's really like insane. And it's insane. So, Jack, go ahead. Now that you uh, do have your building and everything, um, yeah, you've got all that going through. Uh, when are you going to be open for business? Yeah. So we're going to be open uh, in this building. We'll be processing in this building, which will make us a little more centrally located uh-huh. uh, June 1st. Right but it won't be open for retail. It will just be open for wholesale. Right. And so uh, people will be able to come in, pick up orders, all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And we have more security and things like that. OMA is really kicking our ass right now in that they're making us put our full address on every single package. If we want to allocate oh, for something, that makes no sense because basically you're telling people, hey, this is where we sit. Yeah. So, hey, um, this, this is where the magic is. Right. That, right. Man, and I, so that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. They have our address. It, it's no reason why we can't just put CD State in zip code. You know, yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. the state you should be able to keep that. That, I, that. That's kind of mind blowing to me. You open yourself up to a lot of risk just putting that info out there. Never mind, I'm sure you're all getting junk mail and everything else from people trying to B2B you all day. <laughs> well, the thing about it is, is that so we're moving, that's one of the reasons why we're moving. We're moving right. to the city, we'll right. have more security in a more heavy traffic area and things like that. So Therefore, we could mitigate some of those risks and things like that. We've got 20-something cameras in here. Right. Uh, <laughs> we'll have full-time security and things. So <laughs> it, you know, it, it's going to be, but that's just another thing. Like, why do you need that? I mean, it's, they know, you know, if something is happening somewhere, something goes down, we're all registered with the Secretary of State. We can all be served with the Secretary of State. We all, because we all have active corporations. And one of the things with that corporation is you have to state that you're willing to be served on behalf right. of the company. And then, I mean, so there's so many pitfalls there. The health department knows where to find us. OMA knows where to find us. You know, that kind of thing. Most of our business partners know where to find us. 
So it just doesn't make any sense as to why you would need that. But they're literally going around the dispensaries, and it's not on there. It's a thing. Now, with with them kind of changing track here, but with your new facility and kind of centralizing and everything, are you, do you have new like products you're rolling out that you're able to talk about or anything cool like that? So yeah, actually we are. So we're rolling out um, our on our juice box line. You know, right. we have the WAP pills. Mm-hmm. The um, what? You say the, that again? Yes. The what pills? <laughs> <laughs> yes, the oh, got you, got you, got you, got you. Okay, my bad. <laughs> yeah. So, are those uh, are those uh, performance enhancement or? Uh... <laughs> they are, they are, and they work for both parties too. They work Ooh, for both oh. parties. So they're, oh. they're, uh, I relate them WAP, and they're in a peace thing because yeah. most, for the most part. Men are always complaining about their women and don't want to have sex. So right, right. <laughs> uh, we, made we made something to kind of defeat that. And, and so that's for the most part. Hey, and, that's this, and, uh, it works on me. Uh, I know that. <laughs> Blake, I want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> You're high right now, man. Come on. Oh, don't paint that picture. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Please go ahead. I was just being a jerk. <laughs> Yeah, so we um so we have that coming out. Oh, it's summertime. The slushies are back, which my daughter, that's the reason why she can't be here. Uh the slushies uh-huh. are back. We're getting our asking slushies. Uh everybody's in love with the slushies, so those are back. And then I haven't uh, had a slush yet. I'm sorry to interrupt that that I've that I've been able to enjoy. Now that I know y'all are making them, I'm gonna need to get in on that at some point. Yeah, you'll have to get some slushies. If you uh if anybody's on here, if you inbox me. If we're not in a store near you, we'll bring our product to a store near you, and they'll just go with you. All right. So, uh, wow. Yeah. So just inbox and let me know what you want. If you know, if Ancient Remedies doesn't carry something that you want to try, just inbox me, and I'll get an order out there too, and then you can pick it up, or I'll get it to a dispensary near you. All right. On. Right. Thank you. And you also have your own store. Uh, is that Kissing Clouds? Uh, Oh, yeah, I, man, we, I didn't uh, write we're Kissing Kissing Clouds. Clouds on weekend. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty successful story. You know, we do pretty well in the story. You know, we might as well be called a fire station. And, you know, mm. so that's kind of what we do. People really enjoy. We, we have high, high quality candidates. Where do you find the time to do all this? Right, that was my question. <laughs> I work the shit out of my kids. That's what I'm Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till my kids. Hey, but you know what? In my defense, in my defense, this business was not made for me. It's actually made for them. I'm older. I'm not right. going to be doing this for too much longer. This is a lifetime for me. Yeah. So, uh, but I actually read later than every night. Uh, and then um, I literally am here to midnight every night unless we have baseball or something. Wow. Where I have to leave. But I try not to miss a baseball game. Try not to miss any of that. But other yeah. than that, I literally work. I left um I left somewhere with baseball last night and came back to work and had two meetings before midnight. So wow, that's Ooh. crazy, man. That's that's I, I've seen family members who run businesses go through that exact same thing and like I'm kind of both in awe and like, whoa, by you. I, I just don't have that same motor to, so, to see people going in and work until midnight and stuff is always like, man. <laughs> I barely file my taxes all the time. <laughs> so, 
So, but you know what? The thing about it is, though, is that you got to just go get it. If you got something you want, you got to go get it. Because, right. you know, time waits for no one and opportunity. Literally, uh, just so many things just lined up and things like that for us. And so we just got to get up and go get it every single day, every chance we get. I appreciate that. Uh, that. That's advice I yeah. can stand to apply in my own endeavors. Thank you. <laughs> oh yeah, I could totally do that. I see it. I can I can tell you definitely have that attitude <laughs> where you go and get what you want because man, started uh with you and your daughter and now you're up to over 40 employees moving wow. into other states. I mean, that's crazy. That is man. a I can't think of um that's successful. That's success <laughs> to me, you know. And yeah, yeah. uh and one thing I like about you all is the price point, even out to uh, uh, yes. your partners and everything. It is very affordable for very good and effective. We've talked about it on the podcast before. <laughs> With most edibles, there's this line of efficiency and novelty. Right. And uh, <laughs> your product blurs that. Like, yeah. I don't even know where to put your own. Uh, speaks for itself in its own category, really. Um, well, yeah, that, that is. That actually, I think the reason why it took us a little bit longer to catch on because people just want gummies, gummies, gummies. Uh-huh. Like, I want gummies. I want gummies. So I'm guilty funny. of that. And so we were doing something. We were doing something so, totally so different. So people was like, what, "What do I even do with this? Like, what do I do?" You know. So um, it took a little bit longer, and people need to actually see it, have it, taste it, feel it, that kind of thing, and. You know, so it, it's helped with our success, but it definitely took a little bit longer. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I came in. Uh, it took me, I think, three visits before I was talked into trying to bake good. And uh, that's really what hooked <laughs> me. <laughs> and it was, I believe, it was a red velvet cheesecake that got me. That was, your, was. that was. I remember the, that story. Ooh, I'm a sucker for red velvet stuff. And then that just. Oh man, I think I ended up having a half hour conversation about Oreos with uh, <laughs> with the ladies there at Ancient Remedies, but who I'm I hooked thought, and I keep coming back. I thought I was opening a bag of these uh, rainbow gummies actually that you all made, but it turns out it was the sucker and that probably won't sound good on the air. So I'm going to put that aside. Never mind. Listen to me slurp on a sucker in the interview. <laughs> I can't get over this uh, slushy. I want to try it. When and where can we find these? So right now, the, in the, some of the stores in Durant and some of the stores in uh, in Tulsa have ordered them. We just came out like this week, so we'll be getting oh. some more stores here in the city, as well as um, get some more stores and be ordering. Trust me, they'll be everywhere. I've been like hiding from these social people. Uh, <laughs> People are like in December and November, it's like, can you sell me slushies? And I'm like, I normally will pretty flexible, but I'm like, it's not summer. We're not selling slushies. In the winter, we make cocoa, we make coffee, and we make warm drinks in the winter. You know, we have warm stuff in the winter. And uh, I'm like, no, we just want slushies. We want slushies. We want slushies. And I'm like, look. One lady just kept ordering my leaflet. I'm like, we do not, we're not selling slushies right now. I can probably go be activated. And the same lady, and then like the next time she was like, give me 50. I didn't give you 20. <laughs> oh, wow. It, it's a shame those people so, should discover uh, the weed. Oh, sorry. 
And, They'll uh, be everywhere in about a couple of weeks. Okay, uh, so if you look at this and they are OMA compliant in that they are already mixed, they are already packaged. Mm, they are in. All right, uh, they're not, and so they're they're it's going to be great. That's oh, super interesting because usually I'm sorry, but like the ones that the ones that we bought before were like you have to buy the sealed slushy container and the thing of distillate, and then you take it home and you mix it up, and it's a whole pain in the ass. So that's that's actually really cool. <laughs> yes. So ours is pre-made, no mixing it up, that kind of thing. You just take it home, throw it in the freezer, just like you do those little daiquiri packs. Oh man, I'm so in on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And also here, um, this just came in from asking for a friend here. Uh, when and where can we get these WAP pills? <laughs> the WAP pills, actually, the WAP pills are a lot of places. So if you're if you buy just these products and they don't have any in there, just tell them, and I'll send some out to wherever because we <laughs> we're in a whole bunch of stores with the WAP pills. Oh. Um, our juice box, we have WAP pills and we have lube. And those do really well. And they work. Right they are very efficient. Like so an activated guys looking for the wild mm, I will let yeah, my friend food. know. That's that's super cool. Like to see yeah. all these topicals come out. That's neat. Yeah, Blake, you please do let your friend know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um, hit me up for you are looking for the wild heels, looking for Lou. We're going to actually start marketing them a little bit different. We kind of just been like hit or miss on it. But, right. you know, we're going to. Do a big push over the summer for the um, wild peel. That way you can have your man by Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I will let my friend know. All right. <laughs> and like, uh, um, okay, the the only you, other people I've seen uh, are the, doing that are like those 1906 uh, love drops, and those seem to not be exactly what I was looking for. This might be a little more up my alley, just because y'all are making it. Like, I mean it when I say it. Like, oh big yeah. <laughs> No, because when I tell you, so Justice is on here today. When I tell you it worked, it worked. Right on, man. Like, All right. <laughs> so, like, you got to be really, real careful. One of the things uh, I told somebody, just make sure you super agreeable. Oh, you know, like yeah. this. And you know, yeah. women, we can be a little not so agreeable. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, when Justice is here and this comes up, does she do earmuffs or something? She just doesn't <laughs> want to hear Yeah. <laughs> That's funny, man. So, no, it really, really works. Like, there's so many women. You know, women in our defense, we have a harder time compartmentalizing. Right. You know, so, like, the kids, COVID, we try to not have to try to figure out how not to die. At one yeah. point, we're washing our groceries. <laughs> the kids is at home. We're teaching uh -huh. now. We're working from home. It's just so much. And yeah. women just, we're not compart we're not very good at compartmentalizing. Where guys, right. when they get overwhelmed, they actually want to have sex is more of a relief kind of thing, right. you know. And so it's a way for them to let off smoke. And so women are looking for the whole experience, and, right. and we're just trying to have a meeting of the mind. So that way, you know, everybody's expectations kind of line up, and women just allow them just to relax and right. really enjoy the moment. Yeah, just be present. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Like <laughs> weed helps you stay present, so that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that is something. I yeah, it really for. just enjoy it, you know, because uh, you know how we always you, we get in our own way of like good things. Not that's not a woman thing. That's a man thing. Like literally, <laughs> most like the world, we are our own work thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you find uh, um, there are any cannabis terpenes that uh, you find are your favorite for, or are you into the terpene science? Or I know it's somewhat new. <laughs> so yeah we've 
all are talking about the terpene science. I was actually on a call the other day where they were actually talking about like how we're putting so many terps and things and rapiers and things. And like mm. we, we know terps um in the form in a flower in cannabis and you know that kind of yeah. thing. We know what they've done in a lot of history on that. But do we know like the long term as an industry, do we know like the long term effects of having terps and things like that and mm-hmm. uh I mean of five percent, ten percent terps, you know, mm-hmm. like what's the long term, you know, issues with those. And so you know, there are, we can and we do a little bit to some of our cookies, our brownies and things like that. We add some turks back and mm-hmm. we try to use some can of butter. We actually do sell uh, full section edibles as well. And right. so um, we, you can get, you know, your full section. But I'm going to tell you right now, and I, I mean, people in the industry kill me for saying <laughs> but most of, most of what you're seeing on any kind of edible package is just common bullshit. Um, you know, most edibles are made with this way, this way strips out all the turps and everything out of it. You can add right. some turpenes uh, back in it, but there's not, there's not a lot of data or science to say that when you're adding them back in that way, if they hold some of the same medicinal, medicinal mm-hmm. effects as, right. you know, and we're still a long ways away on that research. And then most people are adding synthetic, synthetic turps, which they won't have any. They're 100% flavors and won't have mm-hmm. any medicinal purposes. I've heard of the flavor tips. You know, yeah, you know, the flavor, which most vape pens and things like that, they're actually flavored heavy turps with like synthetic turps and things like that. That's the reason you get that flavor and that taste. But it's not naturally like, because when you make this with, it, it doesn't, you strip them out. It's interesting that you uh, bring that up. I'm sorry, Blake. I don't mean to keep cutting in on you. Uh, Among my favorite edibles are always the the distillate based ones. And I I have had some full spectrum ones that that hit me pretty good. Um, The the mammoth ones are ones that come to mind. But but typically, if you put like a distillate gummy and like a full spectrum gummy or what have you in front of me, the distillate one almost always hits me better. And kind of what you said, people in the industry are going to be mad at you or shocked or whatever, because you you kind of said that I, I get that from on the other side from weed or cannabis fans i tell them that one of my favorite gummies is the zen gummy or whatever and they're like no no you got to get full spectrum so i don't know where my rambling is going except to say i think that that well terp science is important there's maybe more to it than people give it credit for because there's plenty that distillate based stuff can do yeah and we need i'm not saying it doesn't i'm just saying right, that right. in general in theory when you're seeing synthetic terps and you know and are people adding terp sauce or something back what is, you know, it, what it, does it still hold the same medicinal principles and properties? Right. And that's just, we're just a long ways away. You oh, know, yeah. most of the science, we're just a long ways away. We won't really know. I mean, we're very in the infancy stage of cannabis and mm-hmm. really knowing like all the things that cannabis to do. So we, who am I? I don't know. But right. for the most part, if you talk to somebody who's really in the cannabis, they'll tell you hmm. it's not even, it's not that much difference. Right. You sort of you sort of answered a question I had earlier, uh, was which was, um, do you believe the free market model of Oklahoma lends itself to ingenuity in the, right, in we got the that, industry? Yeah. You answered that earlier, but um, hearing you talk now, I was wondering if there is anything you've seen, any sort of legitimate research, uh, uh, any big change you've seen in um uh this the research in cannabis science since you've started in the industry well you know i think we're still like i said in our infancy stages we're seeing more universities and things like that actually pop up 
I think that you won't see major research in cannabis unless it's funded by like Elon Musk or something like that. Right. Because yeah. you got to remember pharmacy, who funds colleges? Pharmaceutical and pharmaceutical oh, yes. research. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it funds, you know, F-E-N-D, F-U-N-D colleges. Yeah. So I don't believe that you will see on the university level big research products, projects and things like that because that's not necessarily what they want to see and what Big Pharma right. wants to see. Yes. So I don't see, I just don't see it anytime in the near future. We are seeing some, you know, probably funded, there's some government funded um, things out there on cannabis. I think that there was something came out the last couple of days that said that they're going to the DEA or somebody's going to release to where more people can study it or something. But yeah, the FDA um, is um, essentially opening to more research. I don't know the story much beyond that, but they're allowing people to like research with higher grade cannabis than they did before federally, something along those lines. You're right. Yeah. So, you know, we'll, we'll see, you know, we're still in our infancy stage and, and, you know, maybe 10, maybe 15 years from now, you know, big pharma is actually going to be in this. I mean, they're already in it in Canada and in other spaces. But, um, you know, unfortunately, just like, you know, the American way of capitalism, you know, Walmart, all of these CBS, you know, you'll be able to buy cannabis, you know, right from your local pharmacy and things like that. And it will, we will start when, when big pharma can figure out how to make money off of it, yeah. we'll see a lot more like even in legislation yeah. and things like that. That's when you'll see the pack of joints at the gas station. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of like right. morbidly curious to see what Walmart weed would look like, to tell you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're really, and just as an industry, though, I will say that we're very hyper and very um, hypersensitive and actually very concerned about what the big pharma and big business getting into cannabis right. going to look like and actually for the patient and things like that because we see even though I'm never going to say tobacco was ever good but tobacco probably a hundred years ago was not nowhere near tobacco what we have now yeah. and so I, and I'm sure that somebody more somebody Philip Morris is going to tell me that it's actually more safer now I, I have no idea but I know that when we start injecting all kind of synthetic things and uh-huh. things like that into a plant that's grown naturally, then, you know, you're going to get some negative effects to it. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and, you know, cannabis right now that you see, both of the cannabis you see right now is super pure, super organic. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we use some, but, you know, with the testing and things that is happening, you know, it, it's just it's just way different. And mm-hmm. it's a really good product. So, oh, yeah. Concern when biggest—that's my biggest concern. It's just that it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be like they're gonna what they're gonna do to the market. It seems like pharma a lot of the time is like one cure for one issue, and cannabis is kind of the the opposite of that. You can take cannabis and it can help you with a lot of things all at once. And it's almost like the Western medical system doesn't quite know how to handle something that can do that. And because of that, and then because they also have that financial. Oh, they don't want to handle it very well, but they cannot charge you. They right. don't want to handle it very well. They cannot charge you $1,500 for one gram unless right. they can tell you. First of all, let me just say this. So my sister is a, was a beautician, right? And mm-hmm. she would come to me and I found the best shampoo. And she was like, I can't use this on my client. And I was like, why not? She was like, 
it's over the counter and they'll just start using it and you know and then they won't come and pay me like that and I was like and that's what that's the problem right here they haven't figured out how they can get their hands on right Uh and when they do when they do and, and not just get their hands on it I mean they need some time for the for the um the elite structure of power people to get a little more comfortable with cannabis, kind of like mm-hmm. gay marriage, you know what I'm saying? You hope yep. to have, you know, so much time to where, you know, so they need a little more time to where they could comfortably get jump into cannabis and not lose like shareholders and all kinds of things like that. So, you know, but it's coming. For sure. It's coming. Most of all of your big, uh, a lot of your beer companies and things like that, all on CBD beer lines and things already. Uh, there's some major players coming into cannabis, so it's coming. Oh, I can't wait for the green wave. I just can't <laughs> yeah. wait. It's a good name too. I just thought of it. <laughs> Copyright. Well, uh, yeah, we were uh, speaking of the future of the industry and for the nation as a whole, but especially here in Oklahoma, we're wondering if you have any, uh, if you have say a, a, a mission statement of philosophy, any message you want to get out to our 14 listeners. <laughs> 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 Well, you know, no, um, you know, just let's just enjoy it. Let's hold, you know, let you know the powers that be at um accountable and things like that. And let's just, you know, see all of the things because I really believe that some great things are gonna come out of cannabis in Oklahoma. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I thank you for your time so much today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um Yes, thank you. Thank I, I, you very much. I really don't know how to wrap this up, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, the rest of that edible kicked in, so I'm going to have to uh, hand this over to Evan, all right? Well, is the, the one I usually wrap my interviews with, is there anything else that you can think of, anything that we failed to ask? No, 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 no. You know, we've enjoyed talking to you, and, you know, because we want to talk to more people about cannabis, cannabis policy, and things like that, because most of the people you hear are from huge MSOs and things like that, and they don't represent the the average cannabis user, nor the average cannabis business owner. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's what we're out here repping. You know, we try to help us any small businesses. We even literally buy things that we can buy online. We buy locally helping the local economy and things like that. That's so, super cool. you know, that's literally the kind of, yeah, no, we buy several things that we couldn't, we had negotiated and I could have got sent to a ship. And I said, no, you know what I'm saying? If we can get somewhere close to this, I'd rather buy it from you. You know, she makes a little bit of money. I make a little bit of money and we all, you know, it may cost me a little bit more in the long run, but it's right. our responsibility, oh, yeah. you know, as, a, as citizens, you know, to ensure that, you know, well, I mean, people complain about Walmart all the time, but every time I go there, it's packed. So, right, right. Yeah. Well, I believe so we have to be, We have to be willing to pledge our dollars, our, you know, everything mm-hmm. to make sure that locally, local cannabis companies and things like that are successful. Here. Yes, yes. I, t- I totally agree with Oklahomans helping Oklahomans. I like to buy local where I can. Um, it takes a village, you know. Yeah, for sure. Right. All right. Well, if that um, is, uh, I don't think I have anything else. So if that's good with you all, I think we're probably good to, to wrap this. That was a great interview. Yes. I want to say hello to my staff out there. Peace, friends. Um, 
Sharita, Sharita, everybody, uh, Sherry, Bebe, everybody uh, at Kids and Cloud, D, DJ, and uh, Dominique at the Grove. So awesome. All right, all right. Well, then they are they are people who really make the magic happen. Well, thank you to all of them because I thoroughly enjoy that right. magic, and I'm sure my friend will once I right. find these pills. What is up, Southwest Oklahoma? Are you ready for a new dispensary to add to your rotation? Then come check out A Better Bud, my personal favorite place to shop in all of Lawton. Yeah, they've got good flour, a ton of edibles, and I gotta say that whole vibe they've got going on is cool as shit. And on that note, check this shit. 15% off for all first-time patients, daily deals, and my personal favorite of them all, choose your own Sundays where you get to decide which of the daily deals you want to use. So I can get a deal in concentrates. Yep. Edibles. Yep. Flour. You know it. Anything. Anything. Wow. Then there are the high quality 100 and $150 ounces, which by the way, are the foundation of our official smoking Okies good ass gummies. Located on Bishop Road in the scenic Shady 580, a better bud is Lawton's best up and coming dispensary. It's got a good shit stamp of approval. They're open from 10 to 8 Monday through Saturday and noon to 6 on Sundays. So check them out and let them know you're a smoking Okie. They will take good care of you. Mm-hmm. Yo, dude, uh, here's the ad script I wrote for Ancient Remedies. You want to have a look at it? Uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's take a look. Okay, I'm seeing here that within a couple sentences, you've already made reference to how handsome you are a few uh -huh. times, man. I don't think we need that. I don't see a problem, though. It's a good script. <laughs> this is a dispensary ad, though. Yeah. I think it's going to be better if we get right to the dispensary. All right, fine. Well, the point I was getting to is that the ladies over at Ancient Remedies, a marijuana dispensary and cannabis boutique in Edmond, Oklahoma. Wow, I did it in one breath. All right, Ancient Remedies <laughs> for short, though. Man, that's a long name. Anyway, these ladies, Amy and Angie, they know their stuff. Whether you're a little canna baby or a longtime canna connoisseur, they've got you covered. Hell, pop in on the third Thursday of the month from noon to four, and they basically have a patient drive going with in-house doctor recommendations, help with submitting that pesky state paperwork and that damned photo. Locally owned and operated by twin sisters, Ancient Remedies has the patient in mind from the start, and it shows. If a product's on the shelf, it means the twins have tried and enjoyed it with $25 eights all day, every day. All that, and you get 20% off your entire purchase on your first visit and your birthday with a lot of other deals we frankly don't have time to talk about. Well, I've got one more I want to talk about. I'll allow it. You know me. I'm a flower boy. Yes, so, yes, you are. And on Saturdays, they have a quarter of a select strain for 38 bucks out the door, man. Ooh. Yeah. I know where I'm going this weekend. Would that happen to be Ancient Remedies, Marijuana Dispensary, and Cannabis Boutique in Edmond, Oklahoma? Yeah. And you should too, listener. Be sure to let them know you're a smoking oaky. We'll take care of you. Long name, huh? Yeah. Smoke and Okies is Oklahoma's premier cannabis podcast, starring Evan Wade and Brandon Blake, brought to you by Cannabis Web Media Group, CWMG. We want to talk about your business. Reach out to podcast at smokinokiespod.com for commercial opportunities and more. And if you'd like to interact on a more personal level, get in touch with us at our website, smokinokiespod.com, and join the Discord for even more discussion. There's a big link there. You can't miss it. Smoke and Okies does not produce, provide, or sell cannabis products in any capacity. That includes buying weed for you. 
Seriously, fuck off with that shit.